Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Did you know animals are all around us? Some you call friends, some you call foe. Whether you love us or hate us or both, did you know we are still willing to contribute to you? Tune in to me, your very own Charlie, the dog, and my loyal mouthpiece, Susie Guts. Some call her a dog whisperer. Really? I've never heard her whisper. Oh, yeah. Anyways, tune in to me, Charlie, and my sidekick, Susie, to learn pragmatic tips and tools to interact with animals in a totally different way. Join the fun on Conversations with Dogs here on Blog Dog Radio. Conversations with Dogs. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dogs. This is Susie Gatti and I am the mouthpiece of Charlie Dog, who is the show host. Charlie is actually not physically with me right now. He is actually hanging out with his sitter Marian already and because I'm leaving very early in the morning so I dropped him off already. So he's not here but still he is here as you know. And um, always willing to contribute and always willing to give us his insights on particular issues. And um, this particular issue here is actually a good one because, um, in a way, it, uh, it, it really concerns a lot of people, not just if you have adopted an animal from the shelter, but also if you have had um, basically any behavior issue that you feel like you haven't been able to truly, truly change. And so um, it's really a, a, sometimes a wonderment, like what what are these issues? What are they doing? Why are they hanging on? Um, why can't we get rid of them? And what is it actually that keeps them in place? And so um, let's chat about this today. And let's also chat about like how do animals perceive their past and what is actually going on with that. Now, um, if you are live on the line, I'm actually going to um, uh, unmute you right now. But if you are in a noisy place, please mute yourself. But then that way you can uh, ask a question anytime you want to. So the 701, I'm going to unmute you right now. Um, Okay, cool. So um, let's just start with basically looking at um, when pets are doing something that that uh, we are sort of perceiving as it has something to do with the past. Um, so often we are basically looking at um, like a pet, for example, when it comes to us and we're not sure why it's doing something, then all of a sudden uh, we are now looking at, you know, why, why could it be? Oh, it must have been abused. It must have, this or that must have happened in order for this behavior to show up like that. And we literally start to come up with ideas and, and scenarios and all kinds of hypothetical ideas to why our pets are behaving that way. But we're actually not really looking at the whole other side of that, which is, is this behavior actually working for us? And is this behavior really required? And is this behavior actually working for our pet? Because some behaviors, even though our pet are, uh, pets are exhibiting them, may not necessarily uh, be a contribution to their life and living. And sometimes they can actually be quite intense in a way, and um, and it, they can have uh, basically also consequences if they keep them up. So, for example, if you have an animal that keeps showing aggression and the aggression is getting worse and worse and worse, um, what are you going to do with that and what consequence will that be for the animal? And uh, sometimes, you know, in severe cases, this may end up being a situation where an animal is being put down. Well, is the animal aware of it? Is that what they're truly choosing? 
is that what they were aiming for? And so what questions could we ask here to, to actually um, get a better sense about that and really see, like, what is going on? What is happening here? What is actually truly being asked of us? And so some of the, um, some of the things that I also have noticed for myself is that we often try to explain why something is showing up, you know, um, and in a way, for animals, is that actually truly relevant? So let's actually ask Charlie because, um, you know, he, he probably has a better um, insight on that. So, Charlie, is your, is your past something that is actually relevant to you? Um, so it's interesting because first there was a really sound no, and then there's also a yes um, in a way of, um, like it not it depends, but almost like there are certain there are certain things where the past can have uh, an impact on on the current behavior, and that may be um, not necessarily relevant, but it may be what is causing the behavior to be there. So, first of all, everything that brought up and everything that is, can we now please destroy and uncreate it all? Times a gazillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So, um, if you haven't heard this bizarre little sentence, it's basically a tool that we use in Access Consciousness called the Clearing Statement, and it can change the energy of anything if the energy is willing to change. So, when you use the Clearing Statement, it's literally like you are pulling out the bottom card of a house of cards and the whole house falls and crumbles and is no longer there. So in, in that same way, you can change the energy on something and if the energy is ready to be changed and if everybody is willing to let things go, then it can change very, very quickly. If you would like to hold on to your things, then it, uh, it's, it's harder or impossible really to change it. But this is a very, very potent tool which can really change things very quickly. If you ever are stuck with anything in your life, you can use this tool and, um, and really change it dynamically. So that's why we're doing it. That's why we're playing with it. And it also works on animals. So let's have a look at this again, because when I just asked Charlie about the past and he said, no, it's not relevant. And then he said, yes, it can be uh, basically relevant um, I wonder actually what what that really means to him, or what is it that um, that he can use with that, or is it actually sometimes also a limitation? So he says it can be a limitation. So that was the first thing that came up. And um, so, what is this other energy from referencing the? Oh, so it's actually not referencing. So it's not like um, we do, as people, we do sort of a computation where we the past, we're looking at the past, we're remembering the past, we are uh, using the past, and apparently the way Charlie's looking at it, um, it's just there. So actually not something that he would define as the past, I guess. Um, but it's really just an available energy that can be used to create in the moment. And if that energy is basically a stuck energy, then that can also stop the creation in the moment or make it quite difficult but it's really not sort of like a referencing of the past. So it's not like he would think about, oh, um, five years ago, somebody hit me on the head, and so now this person coming to me, I'm going to suspect that they're going to hit me on the head. It's more like the hand comes towards the head, and then all of a sudden 
that's there and it's present, it's more like it's actually more present than in the past. And so then that can create a reaction even though the actual physical um, action hasn't even occurred or that person wasn't about to hit the animal at all and yet um, there is that there is that preconceived idea which is not a preconceived idea. So everything that's brought up can we please just turn on creative. Times a gazillion, yeah. right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pork, all nine, shorts, boys and young. So apparently this is interesting. So when I perceive this energy that Charlie is sharing, it's really not about the past, but the past is actually something that's, actually, that's really here. So there isn't really a past. It's more like there are energies that are always there and around and available at any given moment, but they're not seen as the past. And that's really interesting. I've never seen it like this before. So it's really not the past. Like we look at it. We, we live in a very linear way. Um, we live our lives in, in that way. And when we look at things in the past, we really, you know, we, we put them in a, in a particular order and we say, oh, this happened at such age or whatnot. But apparently animals don't do that. So I wasn't aware of that till just, I knew they weren't really, um, thinking about the past or it wasn't really that sort of thing but I wasn't aware that they actually are perceiving the past more as a a moment right now here hmm. cool so that actually can also be helpful because now it's almost like okay so what can we do in those moments then to change a behavior or to help them let go of whatever the the possible behavior might be or become because this energy is so present. And that actually can also help them with changing those energies uh, for real because in a way you have more ease um, really knowing that, wow, this energy is here right now. So I can actually work with it right now. It's not about having to go to the past to change something. It's more like, no, no, the energy is up right now, so let's change it. So, hmm, okay, cool. So um, let's take just, um, no, wait, what, where are we at? No, we still have time. Sorry, I was, I was backwards on my time clock here. So let's, go, let's keep going here for a moment. So, um, so with that, this is actually really interesting. I like this conversation because, it is really giving me sort of a, a totally different way of looking at how to approach an animal that is having some kind of behavior problem um, with the idea that, that that energy is just always right there. And so in that, in that way, it makes it really easier also to, to look at that and, and not have to try to figure out where it even came from because it's actually here and it's present. So it becomes very tangible. So, um, awesome. So <laughs> this is revolutionizing my way of looking at things. I tell you that much, but so, um, so when you are working with an animal, one of the things actually that I have noticed many times is that if you at all, buy into the emotion or whatever it is that you are perceiving from the animal. And if you buy into that, if you buy into the history of that, if you buy into the um, trauma and drama of it, you really no longer have the capacity to help them out of it and truly change it for them. And in a way you are almost perpetuating it because in that moment you're actually feeding that particular same energy that the dog is aware of already or cat or horse, it really doesn't matter. We're just, I'm just saying dog here because um, I'm here with Charlie. And so it's, it's a, uh, it's a bit more, it's a bit louder in my universe, but it really would be true for other animals as well. And so if you are in this moment, then um, buying that story as real, or you have made up the story and now you're actually buying it and you're now feeding into it by believing it and by, by making it really uh, relevant, 
then in that moment, you are making that energy even stronger and bigger. And now the animal has to basically fall into that groove because there is no other possibility rather um, that they could choose in that moment. The groove is so deep that they will just fall into it. And when I say the groove, it's basically the behavior um, pattern that they have been practicing. It's almost like a behavior pattern can groove out your brain, uh, you know, you're going down that same neurological pathway over and over and over, and it becomes sort of a groove. And in order to jump out of that groove, it requires a little bit of extra energy and diligence to kind of jump out of there and then to really not slide back in. And so if you were totally willing to be that for the animal, if you were the uh, the possibility and the change and the difference that was that was possible in that moment, then you could assist the animal in no longer falling into that groove and to actually now choose something else. So, so let's just actually run a couple of clearings here for you and your animals. So, um, everything that you have thought and decided about your animal's past. Will you now please destroy and create all of that? Thank you. Yeah. Time to go zillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, fun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Now, you might say, like, why do I, why should I destroy and uncreate my animal's past? And what if I destroy that? Will I then still remember them and all these kinds of things? Those are sometimes questions that come up for people when it goes to the destroy and uncreate. But what you're doing with destroying and uncreating is really only taking away everything that is a lie, everything that's not working, everything that is energetically stuck. Um, usually the things that you would call love and care and gratitude um, often get stronger when we start to destroy and uncreate things because then the true being can actually be there and the true being is just available. And so in that sense, it, it makes it much, much easier to now have a totally different way to be with your animals. So you, you never really can destroy and uncreate your, your caring. It will actually get stronger, like I said, or your quote-unquote love for your animal. And those things usually don't go away when you do that. So, um, so please... Destroy and uncreate away, uh, because in a way it just can it can really only get better when you do that in a way, because you are really getting rid of the baggage and the luggage and the debris and um, and the poo that's in the way of of things actually moving with more ease. So, um, okay, cool. And I apologize if you hear a lot of rattling and stuff in the background. We're having a massive windstorm going on out here so my whole house is rattling <laughs> so that's <clears throat> the background noise <clears throat> so um cool so um like i said before there's a couple of you on the line and i actually muted the 701 number again because there was some background noise but i'm going to open the lines again so if you have questions you can ask them but please if you are in a noisy place can you just mute your phones, please? Um, I would appreciate it. So I'm going to uh, bring in the 713 area code and also the 701 area code again. Um, so if you have any questions, just uh, interrupt me and ask them. I'm quite happy for you to ask any question of me or Charlie. Um, no problem at all. We actually appreciate your questions. So... Um, so I was going to run some clearing. So uh, let's just run this one again. So everything you have decided about your animal and their behavior based on their past, will you now please destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Time to cut Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So all the decisions that you have already made about the behavior and whether or not it can be changed, will you please destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. Yeah. 
time to God's William. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Um, so... What did you decide about the behavior that if you were destroying uncreated would create a totally different possibility? Everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Yes. Yes. Time to get and right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Um, so if you were truly willing to look at the situation or the behavior and be just really true to yourself, does this behavior work for you? And this is a question you really want to ask. And sometimes people will say, no, of course it doesn't work. And yet there might be an energy there where something about the behavior is either seen as cute or maybe it was cute at some point or there might be something else in there, like um, especially when it comes to aggressive behavior, sometimes I hear people say, um, well, is my dog still going to protect me? If I basically uh, ask my dog to be just kind and not have any aggression whatsoever, will they still protect me in an emergency? And so when you have these kinds of things in the background, then the animal actually perceives that energy. And so for them, it's not really truly about changing that behavior or letting that behavior completely go because somewhere in your universe, you're actually also still holding on to that. So you want to really ask yourself some questions that where you're really going to be brutally honest with yourself and really look at it and not just brush it away and say, oh, yeah, of course I don't want this behavior anymore, but really look at it and go, hmm, is there actually a part of me that likes this behavior? Is there a part of me that supports this behavior? Is there a part of me that is worried that if that behavior is no longer there, then da, 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 whatever that might be. So if you were truly, truly, totally honest with yourself, is this behavior still working? And so these are the questions that um, you want to look at and really um, just start there. Because if you are truly willing to say no more, and this has to change, then you are actually now opening the door to a new possibility with your animal as well. So everything that doesn't allow that, will you please destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Um, so let's actually take a quick break right now, and then uh, when we come back, Let's see if you guys have any questions, and um, and then let's see where this conversation takes us. So we'll be right back. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video, and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. 
Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. This is Charlie's in Charge. Well, actually, no, but I don't, don't tell Susie that. It's actually Conversations with Dog, with your host, Charlie, and my mouthpiece, Susie Godsey. Have a question about today's topic? Use your fingers or paws to call in at 347-633-9393. You can also send me an email between shows about how much you love me, or for autographs, paw stamps, or whatever you want, at charlie at com. I'll make sure Susie gets them, too. Now back to our salivating conversation. Conversations with Dog. And welcome again to Conversations with Dog, and this is Susie Godsey, and um, I am speaking for Charlie S. Dog, <laughs> not all the time, of course, um, I I always have to talk myself too, and as Charlie says, he has never heard me whisper, so um, I like to talk, what can I say? Um, so... <laughs> and actually, if you ask my mom, she says that's not true at all. I don't like to talk, but um, there's just <laughs> that's just the way it goes. <clears throat> In some situations, apparently, I do like to talk. <laughs> okay, cool. That's just as a little side note here. Um, so we were just talking about a dog's behavior or an animal's behavior, and how we maybe possibly are keeping that in place rather than actually changing it. So I just wanted to see if there anybody who has a question right now. I know there's some people live here um, that are actually called in. And if you are listening, um, you can call in at the number. So, uh, But uh, is there a question here in the audience? Hi, Susie. I have a question. Hi. Um, hi this is Michelle. I'm sorry. I didn't mention my name. Um, so I have an Italian greyhound that will have, like, massive amounts of fear at, like, kind of weird times. Um, like, for example, like, when I try to pick her up um, so that we can trim her claws, or sometimes, like, because, you know, she likes to be in blankets, but there's just sometimes she is terrified of me covering her. And so I'm a little confused at what's going on or what I can do. And what's weird is, so she is fearful of thunderstorms but it seems like during those moments I can pick her up and just like just be cool and just you know kind of say hey no everything's fine you know we'll make it through this this is all good but then yeah when I try to pick her up I'm just like it's just <laughs> and I, I get that I'm probably a little fearful too because it's like oh my goodness what if I you know kind of clip her too close or something like that and so I guess my question is okay what's with this um I guess the weird non-consistent fear, and then also, I guess, when I catch myself kind of feeling fearful, like, what questions can I ask to, like, step away from it? Because I guess I kind of make myself wrong right away when I, when I can't, when I can't calm down and just expand out and be calm for her. Yeah, <laughs> I get that, because uh, that is, that is definitely not always the easiest task in that moment, and I get that. And, and yet, you know, uh, what if you, without judging yourself, like you were just saying, what if you really just kept practicing that and not judge yourself when it's not showing up right away, but really uh, still know that that your uh, your change and your expansion and your calm will actually create a different possibility for her. So so keep doing that for sure. Like, um, and again, it's it's a muscle that you also have to build. And when you are starting to perceive the fear, actually asking who does this belong to can really help uh, because then you might actually notice, oh, this is hers or, or maybe it's not even hers. Maybe she also picked that up from someone else. Sometimes animals can pick up those um, things from their parents too. And then it's more a learned behavior than an actual fear. 
And you would know the difference energetically, though, because uh, when it's like a learned behavior, it has a slight bit of a different energy because it's not truly frightening. So in a way, it could be also that she has learned that certain looks or certain ways of being are getting her out of certain situations. And, you know, that could be a bit more of that randomity where um, she's not consistently fearful of everything, but she sort of has these, these moments in which she is exhibiting those, uh, those, you know, exhibiting fear. You could even ask her, is this actually fear? Or what is this? Is it actually what it looks like or is it something else? And if something else comes up, then it's like, okay, so what is this? And what are you doing? And, you know, and, and my question really would be then, is she in that moment really getting what she desires? Is this sort of a very strange way for her to, to receive that? Um, or is it truly fear? And I'm just asking the energy here, and I want you to just look at that and go, hmm, is she actually afraid or is it something else? Hmm. I do think there's times where she, because she'll, she'll shriek, and so I think there's times where she's just trying to get out of it. <laughs> she knows, like, I yeah. get startled when she does that. <laughs> so I do think that, yeah, that's something, and I do think maybe there's some times where it's even something else. And I'm just, yeah. Okay. Cool. So I really wonder, like, if you were actually acknowledging that you're dealing with something other than fear, and yes, sometimes it could also be fear, but uh, because, like, from the way that you were describing it energetically, to me, there's something else there. And if you started to really acknowledge that and looked at what what the creation of that actually is for her and what um, what she gets out of it when she creates it, um, then maybe uh, maybe you can start to see like how to undo that with more ease as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, because sometimes I think she likes to steal the show away from my other dog. <laughs> <laughs> because I know like everybody makes it like an interesting feat to like, oh, peanut, oh my goodness, if I could get her to pet me, then wow, I'd be so cool. Whereas like, you know, my other dog who's easy going, people don't find as much interest in him. So it's like, oh, you little turkey. (laughs) Well, and that's also interesting because people, yeah, people get very challenged um, or they like the challenge of like uh, petting a dog that doesn't like to be petted. And to me, that's also very interesting. It's it's a phenomenon that I have uh, observed a few times, but also, uh, somebody just told me, and she works with with um, animals that have also health issues, and sometimes an animal really physically cannot stand the touch uh, because of a health issue. And she says it's so interesting when you tell people to please not touch an animal, they get really offended, like it has something to do with them, you know, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's not about them, you know, and yet people get offended when, <laughs> when, when that situation is going on. So... That might also be something where maybe you look at, uh, does your dog actually desire to be pet? Does she like to be touched? Or does she really want to choose the times that she is uh, having the physical contact? And some animals are really uh, sensible with their skin. They're very sensible with their uh, energies. And so they don't wish to be touched all the time and others don't care and they're just happy to be pet all the time so uh, this is also something where maybe you as the person and the um the guardian in a way or the steward uh, may have to look at like okay am i am i actually um speaking in her behalf and am i letting people know that maybe hey now is not the time to try and touch the dog um, she is not asking for that right now. Um, so, you know, so... Oh, my God, yeah. Have you... Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's an amazing point. So I, I think then, yeah, it kind of goes back to, because, like, she is, she's a turkey about having her claws trimmed, so it is, it's 
super difficult. So it's like, okay, maybe I should just ask for, okay, when works for you. But I guess I'm concerned, like, kind of like asking a kid to clean his room. It's like, how can you ever, you know, how can you ever get a kid to, like, desire that, you know? And so, yeah, I really have been going back to, like, square one where it's like, okay, just touching her paw and she gets, she earns a reward and then, like, touching her paw with the clipper. So I have been, like, breaking it down really far, but it just, yeah, it's difficult. So maybe I just really need to ask, like, hey, okay, I'll do this when it works for you, but you <laughs> please give me a chance. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and truly also, Michelle, please, um, again, like, sometimes we just um, – we also assume that with our animals there is something wrong if they're not the cuddly kind and not the ones that, that would like to have the physical contact. But that's actually not true. You know, animals can be so different and there's a huge variety and range of their way of being with their bodies as well. And what if we truly just acknowledge some animals really don't enjoy the physical contact and the closeness all the time. They like to have their space and they like to have um, also that, that sense of openness. And that could also be, well, sometimes she has a reaction to you covering her with a blanket and sometimes she doesn't because it's, um, it's almost like, you know, sometimes she, she can't stand that on her body and sometimes it's totally fine or even desired. So really maybe also tuning more into that and maybe asking her body also more questions like, is your body actually willing to be touched right now? And for nail clipping in particular, like I, um, you know, I tell Charlie way ahead of time when it's time to do nail clipping. So I will let him know before we go on the walk. I say, hey, after the walk, I'm going to give you a bath and then we're going to clip nails. And so right before I even get on the walk, I already give him the information what is coming for after the walk. And then, you know, and then I do it after the walk. I give him a bath and then I clip his nails. And I find when I actually give him the information way ahead of time, it is much easier than if I try to kind of sneak it in, you know, and be like, oh, let's do a quick bath and nail clipping right now, you know. And and I, I there is so much more I don't want to say resistance but almost like what are we doing sort of energy rather than okay cool I I know what we're doing today and so here I am I'm participating so I would like for you to maybe also play with that a little bit and see what else um, might be created with that too just giving more information Um, yeah that's awesome that's yeah, and then actually I just want to see, too, if Charlie has anything else he would like to add here to the situation. Um, and there's a yes there, so let me see what, um, so Charlie, what is it that you would like to add here? Oh, um, he is basically asking if she... Um, if she has a space, like, he's asking if she has a space. Now, I'm not sure what he means by that. Um, well, I guess maybe, uh, so, Charlie, are you, are you asking if she has, like, a, a spot where, yeah, so he's wondering, like, or what he is showing me is that she would appreciate, um, an agreement over a spot or maybe does she have that already where she where it's really like she cannot be approached or touched unless she asks for it um it's a do you have sort of like a little zone like that where she can just chill <laughs> oh gosh yeah she has um her own kennel in like the main living room and then her own kennel in our bedroom. And then our spare bedroom is basically kind of considered her bed. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but so are people reaching into those spaces um, to kind of get her out or touch her or, or is that really an off limits kind of a thing? 
the kennels for sure are off limits. Obviously, we have to go in our spare bedroom every now and then. But for the most part, yeah. yeah I mean, we don't we don't have a ton of visitors, but I just have to peek and make sure I know where she's at. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Because there there was sort of an energy there. Maybe I'm not totally uh, saying this the way that Charlie was looking at it, but there's something about her physical. Space or spot or yeah he did say space so huh so I wonder um, I wonder maybe just be aware of that for a little bit and see if there's something else that shows up with that because it may not have to do with 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 like her sleeping spots or anything like that maybe just just see if something else shows up with that because I'm not sure I'm I'm saying this quite correctly well, it kind of makes me wonder because sometimes, like, if I just, like, she'll, like, pot me to pet her, and then when I go to pet her, she'll suddenly, like, jolt. And so I've been playing with expanding her zone because I often uh-huh. think, okay, maybe it's collapsed, so we'll do that. But then it's like it just doesn't stick. So I want, like, because then there's times she'll just shoot off the couch like like she's surprised. Like, nobody does anything. Like, there was nothing said. Nobody moved. She'll just, like, fly off the couch almost like she got shocked or something. So I'm just... I'm kind of wondering if it has to do with that. Yeah. Just her perceiving her face. Yeah. Yeah. Yes is the answer to that. And so what do you do with that? Um, I don't have a good answer to that. So Charlie, do you have any suggestions on that? Um, He says um, entity clearings is one thing he's suggesting. Okay, so, that's interesting because I've been playing with that and she has not been shooting off the couch since I've been doing more of that. So I guess <laughs> that really helps. <laughs> okay, cool. So play with that a little bit more and see what else um, what else might be showing up with that. When uh, And she might really just be also just very hyper aware of them. And so maybe also having a chat with her about entities in general and um, and kind of just looking at what what she can do with them and how she can handle them maybe with with more ease as well, um, and even awesome, teaching yeah. her how to how to clear them, you know, which is so simple. And you can teach your animal just basically giving them that energy of asking the questions to do entity clearing. And now some people online might actually be wondering, what are we talking about? <laughs> and so basically. <laughs> It's like um, anything that is, uh, anything can be an entity, anything that's disembodied, also a thought. Like a lot of things are entities, and sometimes those entities, if they don't have a job anymore or they, are, they might be lost, they sometimes try to get our attention. And our animals are often way more uh, inclined to perceive that energy. And sometimes it could also be a little bit freaky if you are a person that actually perceives the energy of entities there, they are, you know, all varieties of entities are possible. And sometimes they can also be some that are more intimidating than others and hence can create that sort of jumping off the couch um, suddenly because there is all of a sudden this energy that's present. So um, very, very simple to deal with, like um, for the most part, 99% 99% of all entities will actually dissipate if you ask them about their past. And so the way you do that is basically just asking them, who are you? And then you ask, who were you before that? 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 Until the energy kind of shifts. And then you say, and who will you be in the future? Thank you. You may now leave. Whoa. Okay. That was interesting. So thank you. May now leave. Um, please take all your luggage with you, and um, and then you run the clearing statement. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Apparently, um, whichever entity was um, involved in this transaction was either not willing to leave or <laughs> something because something <laughs> just majorly fell down in my house. But I don't know what it was. But definitely something just <laughs> broke. Okay, cool. How does it get better than that? <laughs> um, cool. So, and I really want to thank you for your question too, Michelle, because um, it so fits in with with this topic right now, and really looking at what else 
is a possibility when we're dealing with behaviors and really not getting stuck also in that sense of I don't know what to do with this or it will never change, it's always going to be the same, but really being willing to look uh, to keep looking. What else is possible? What other options do I have here? And some animals are just more... Um, how do I say this? Like not sensitive, but they're just more, you know, there's more going on in a way. Like they are, they're not just our like happy-go-lucky pet me, like I'm just a happy kind of a creature, but there's just more complexity going on. And so sometimes um, we just requires more questions and it requires more diligence and just really being willing to, to keep asking and looking. So, so I'm really grateful that you, you did ask that question. And, yeah, we'll see what shows up and, and what else you're going to create together. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Susie, and thank you, too, to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So um, let's take another quick, quick break, um, and I'm going to check out real quick what did break in my house. I'm curious. And so we'll be right back. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run, assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result, cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Charlie's in Charge. Well, actually, no, but I don't, don't tell Susie that. It's actually Conversations with Dog, with your host, Charlie, and my mouthpiece, Susie Godsey. Have a question about today's topic? Use your fingers or paws to call in at 347-633-9393. You can also send me an email between shows about how much you love me, or for autographs, paw stamps, or whatever you want, at charlie at suzygodsey.com. I'll make sure Susie gets them, too. Now back to our salivating conversation. Conversations with Dog. And welcome again to Conversations with Dogs. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And of course, you all you all are probably curious to what did break in my house. So a huge plant fell over and uh, made quite the ruckus. I'm not quite sure yet if the pot is broken or not, but um, definitely interesting. So um, that's what's going on over here. And um, one thing, actually, that I wanted to to talk about as well is when Michelle was just asking her question, she did mention um, something that I wanted to elaborate on for just a moment. And she said that um, she does this thing of expanding out and basically being more space when her dog is having a reaction to something. And some of you might be going like, well, what does that mean or how do I do that? 
And it's literally, uh, it's very simple. And you do actually just ask for your energy to expand. And, you know, you are an infinite being. And as an infinite being, you also have infinite space. But what sometimes uh, occurs is that we contract ourselves and make ourselves smaller than we truly are. And so when you're asking for this expansion, then you are more of who you truly be. So you are more yourself. And with that, you also have more calm in your universe. So an animal responds to that really well when there is really not much thought that you have going on in your head. And by expanding out, you're also dissipating a lot of the intensity of thought usually. Um, you get calmer, you get um, more present, you are just um, just more available. And so in that way, it's a really cool thing to do when you are in a situation that is stressful to really just ask your energy to expand out in all directions. And by all directions, I really mean all directions, like a sphere. So you're expanding out to the front, to the back, to above, to below, basically also into the earth. So you're really expanding in every direction. And it can help a lot. And if you if you practice that at home um, before you find yourself in these situations, then it is much easier to do it in a situation where something might come up for you. So um, please play with that energy also with your animals. And, you know, when you are expanding out more and more and more and you get calmer and calmer, sometimes your animals might actually have a reaction to that at first because they don't know you like that. And so they might really look at you like, what's going on here, and they might even, um, like some animals, get a little frantic when we're being that energy. And to me, it's interesting to see that because it's really, we are being more like animals when we're expanding out and being more space, and yet animals are not used to, uh, to us being that. Animals are used to us being constantly thinking and being very intense in so many ways. And so for them, it's actually uh, sort of unusual to perceive us in that space. So some do react to that. And so just know that it can be um, a bit uncomfortable at first for your animal, which seems sort of paradox, but I have seen it. So um, just just know that too. Cool. Um, now... Let's see, what else um, What else are we looking at? Oh, so, so, yeah, one thing I started talking about earlier is you asking yourself a question and really looking at whether you truly are interested in changing the behavior of your animal. And so um, what I'd like to expand on with that is that you can also make that demand. So once you have really answered this for yourself and you are very clear that the behavior is not working for you, you can then also make the demand by really saying, okay, let's change this, and, you know, how do we now change it? And part of that is really no longer referencing what has occurred before, no longer having expectations that the same behaviors will show up again. And those are all muscles that we have to build as people because, we so quickly go into that, even in our thought process, um, we are basically um, predicting the future or we are, uh, you know, saying to ourselves, oh, this now, okay, this situation is coming, so that means this. And it's going to require a bit of diligence on your part to no longer follow that thought, but to be willing to go, okay, cool, I am no longer creating this by by now believing that this will show up, but what else could I actually ask for in this situation? So instead of looking for what you have already decided will show up, but actually looking at, okay, so what else could I be looking at here that could change this? So for example, um, if your dog, like Michelle was describing earlier, has situations where she is being freaked out or she has moments of what um, Michelle was calling fear in the beginning, like what could you ask for in that situation? 
So looking at, okay, I could ask for her body to be totally calm. I could ask her body uh, to be confident. I could ask her body to tune into my body and uh, just perceive that energy of like, hey, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Like what, what could you be asking for in a situation that is actually different than what you have been doing in those situations? And really also to practice that in a way where if you can, where you can play with that so you you give yourself also a little bit of um, you know practice time. So you're not trying to solve something on the very first try, but you're actually now going okay. Let me play with this as well. So for example, if you are walking your animal and there is a situation that is approaching, um, whatever that might be, and you can perceive the energy in your body going, or you can perceive your dog's energy changing. Um, really working with the clearing statement, clearing all those energies, saying, okay, everything that's been created right now, let's destroy and uncreate it. And if you have to turn around and just walk back a few steps, then do that, and then maybe turn around again and, and start facing that situation again. And then just look at, okay, so what could I be asking for right now? What is it that I would like to actually see rather than what I have been seeing, what would I like to see in this situation? Um, I'd like to see a lot of tail wagging. I'd like to see um, friendliness. I'd like to see relaxation. I'd like to see... So, like, really looking at what it is that you would like to create in that situation. And then, um, and then if that's not possible, again, what if you could just remove yourself slightly and then come back in again? So playing also with proximity and playing with your comfort level and the comfort level of your dog. So you're not ending up in the situation where then you have a reaction which might be um, too large to then just dissipate with ease. But what if you actually started to, to play with sort of that borderline and you can really start to, sh- uh, start to shape the way that your animal is behaving by always being in that borderline so you're not actually going into the full-on reaction where once that is running, yes, you can still run the clearing statement, you can still do other things. It's usually just a little bit more uh, difficult to basically um, change the behavior fully when, when it's already like completely in motion. Because again, now, if, if we're using the same analogy that I was using earlier, um, you have just fallen into the groove of your, of your brain or the behavioral pattern in, in the brain. And so you're now in the groove. So now it's going to require a little extra oomph to get out of the groove again. Whereas if, you are, if you're sort of um, on the fence, on, on the top of the groove, and you haven't fallen down, you have the possibility to actually... Uh, choose a new path with with more ease, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, so everything that brought up um, in terms of all of this stuff, um, we now please destroy and uncreate all that. Yes. Sounds yes. a good million. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Now, this is really interesting. Like, um, literally, I'm looking out one window and it is raining buckets, and I'm looking out the other window and it's completely dry. So this is really interesting. I've never actually been at the border of a rain like that. So I've driven into such things, but I've never actually been at a place where like, oh, out this window it's raining and out out that window it's not. (laughs) Okay, well, today apparently uh, uh, a very interesting weather day during conversations with dogs. So um, I just really want to thank you again for being here today and joining us in this little adventure. Um, any um, Any last comments here, Charlie? Anything else? No, I think we've um, covered everything. Uh, well, well, we've never covered everything, but <laughs> but we're done for today. So um, thanks again, and um, hope you tune in next time with us again, uh, whenever that might be. I think it's in a couple of weeks. So again, thank you so much. Enjoy your time with your animals, and 
All the best. Thanks for tuning in to me, the amazing Charlie, today. And oh yeah, Susie too. I like her a lot, don't you? You can sign up for our show reminder by clicking the follow button right below. That's right, I'm your new master. And if you can't remember from the next day or whatever, that thing will send it to you, I think. That's what Susie tells me at least. We hope you can join us then and you will use the tools and tips we spoke about today with all the animals around you. Now it's time for Susie's walk. I gotta go. Conversations with Dog. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.